What do you guys got? How was uh, Marquise Buford able to respond this week? Yeah, Keith did a good job this week, so we'll travel him. Uh, he'll be ready to go. Uh, what that role looks like, you know, the, you have the volume, I can't say right now. Um, I think a lot of that will depend on the game. Um, but, he's, you know, he's cleared, so he's ready to go. So I was really pleased. He practiced Tuesday, practiced Wednesday. You know, obviously he, he won't start. You know, we'll play with the guys who've been playing, but um, uh, he's ready to go in there. Any other notable health things? And I was just going to ask about Billy Kemp and Deshaun, like kind of where they're at. Yeah. Deshaun, Deshaun came back to practice and it didn't, didn't go real well, so he'll, he'll be out an uh, extended amount of time still. Um, Billy, uh, Billy's not fully cleared yet, so uh, but he's making remarkable progress. So we'll travel Billy and, and warm him up before the game. Maybe he'll have some sort of a, you know, impact on the game. Um, but a lot of that will kind of depend on the next couple of days, probably more next week. But we are going to travel Billy to make sure he gets that treatment. And if, uh, if he can do some things, we'll use him. Nuri. Nuri, Nuri, uh, Nuri's coming along. You know, I mean, he's uh, battling. You know, it's good to have him out there. Turner went in for surgery today. Piper was out at practice today with crutches, brace on his hands. So, uh, yeah, Nuri's getting better, trying to work back in. You've talked in the past about the, the way that you kind of built your relationship with Tommy Hill when, when you got here. Um, I guess how, how rewarding is it to see him having success over the last few weeks and kind of what he's put into to being where he is now? Yeah, I'm very proud of Tommy. Um, uh, I think the credit goes to him. I think the credit goes to Coop. Uh, credit goes to a lot of people in the organization um, who've, who've worked with him. And, but, you know, really, I think he's a fantastic football player. And he was well on his way to this in camp and got, got banged up. But you think about, you know, in today's day and age, a guy who's willing to switch midseason to go over and play receiver part-time, then go over and play full-time, and then injuries happen. He and I even had a conversation, hey, should he redshirt? You know, and I said, oh, I think it was whatever game it was, I said, hey, let's play this game, and we'll talk about it on Monday. And um, we both felt like, even you know, let's, let's play it out. And then now he's – hitting his stride. But he practices that way. He plays that way. He's just got the intensity of a lion. Like, um, even though you know, he caught that punt last week as one of the corners, um, you normally don't want your guys doing that. But it's not like he's trying to showboat or anything. He just sees the ball and he's just, he plays football all the time. So um, if there's a job we needs done, I think Tommy's one of those guys, hey, Tommy, would you mind going to do this? And he'll always get it done. How do you balance uh, decisions in November with maybe the freshmen who have played Maybe they played two or three games or something, and, and how to work them in and kind of weighing if you want them to go over four or, or that balance, I guess, of that whole thing. Yeah, there's, you know, there's not many that are in that situation. I, I think if a guy helps us win, we, we'll play him, right? If a guy can help us win. So, I mean, that's what they're all here for, and they want to play. As long as they want to play. You know, if a guy's like, Coach, I don't, don't want to play, I, I just don't know how you win with players who aren't ready to play. And that's not a negative thing. Sometimes a guy's just not ready mentally or, you know, um, but I think if if a guy's going to go in and play significant snaps and help us win, then great. You know, I mean, if they're playing 10, 12 snaps a game of real football, um, a lot of times that's what you're playing as a redshirt freshman or as a sophomore. So uh, if if they're just kind of going in to at the end of a game or they're going in like to to be the two on kickoff and someone else could do that, then you know, trying to rotate someone else in there so the team's healthy long term. But anybody that's having a significant impact, then we would probably continue to play them. Well, since you guys have played on the road, especially on a Saturday, are you guys ready to see what you guys can do away from Lincoln? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, to, we, we we love I love going on the road. Um, I get to sleep. I sleep on the plane. I usually try to get to the hotel and sleep uh, unless Keith has media for me. And uh, you, know, I, you know, I love being in the hotel. I love um, 
being with the guys, you know, coaches. I like going to the movie with. You know, we did that at home, obviously too. But um, and I love walking into another team stadium, especially a place like Michigan State. You know, a place that I respect. Um, you know, I, I uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch these guys go play, and uh, um, it should be uh, like I said. I, I expect this to be a great football game uh, with two physical, blue collar, tough teams, and um, um, I, love, I love playing at 11 a.m. So. Uh, you know, I like to wake up and play. So I'm, I'm really excited to see the guys and see what they can do. I know they're on a losing skid, but it, it seems like they, they're fighting. Um, I mean, through their results, I mean, they've been close and going in the fourth quarter in a bunch of games. Is that what you have seen, kind of watching the tape? Yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a this is a good this is a good football team with really good players that's been stuck in some adverse situations. I mean, they they played the number eight team in the country. You know, they played the number two team in the country, and they were, you know, I think they were told like three days ahead of time, like, you know, you have to probably change all your signals before the game. So, I mean, I don't even know how I can count that against them. They were being Iowa in the fourth quarter. They were being Rutgers in the fourth quarter. It was a three-point game in the fourth quarter against Minnesota. I mean, this is, you know, you know, this is kind of who we are. You know, it was a four-point game in the fourth quarter. It was a seven-point game in the fourth quarter for us in some games. I mean, um, they, they fight, they battle. They've got excellent players. Carter is as good a back as we'll see all year long. Um, the personnel on defense, outstanding. I mean, you know, uh, number eight, um, as dynamic a D tackle as you'll see in the league, you know, uh, edge pass rusher. So they have really good players, really good coaches. Uh, they, they're playing for each other, and I have a lot of respect for them. We don't always get asked you about this stuff right after the game, but he, like Ethan Piper's mom and I think some others were down you know, by the gate when you came out and, and people saw the video about your message about breast cancer and stuff like that. What, just what was that moment like for you and, and why you involved, you know, parents and stuff like that? Yeah, that was, that was the, the parents part was Julie's idea, my wife Julie. You know, since she got here, you know, being away from college football, we missed the parents. Uh, we missed um, the relationships with families, you know, like, um, my wife's at the Illinois game. She's up in the stands sitting with all the families, you know, like, you know, it's, it's, you get to know these people and you get to see them through, you know, three, four or five years sometimes of all kinds of different, you know, different journeys. So when we came back to college football, my wife started like the women of Husker football or the women of Nebraska football um, organization and moms, grandmoms, aunts, sisters, you know, we're not certainly not discriminating. And, you know, they did the tackle my son event and then did like a, kind of a charity event the next day before the spring game um, in, in fall camp, they did a kick a PAT and like a family event. So I just think Julie was really conscious of uh, involving the moms and uh, um, the dads were looking at me like, what's up coach rule. <laughs> so I had to step it up at some point, but you know, obviously as, as you heard me say, like our family has been, um, you know, um, been um, touched by this and uh um, when I asked Trev, you know, I said, hey, I, you know, obviously I know we, we support different causes, but could we do this for one game? And I had several players ask me, hey, coach, can I do this? Can I do that? Uh, Trev was great about it. And um, we just wanted to incorporate, Julie's idea was to incorporate the families, you know, and to have the families, uh, the moms, the sisters, the aunts, all the women of Nebraska football that were able to be at the game. That was short notice. It was only a week's notice. So we look forward to doing it each year and families having more time to travel in. But um, it was, I thought that was powerful uh, for them to walk by all those women. And, um, and then the message, you know, that I had was, you know, I, I went, just simply went to honor my mom and I went to honor uh, Julie's mom. But in doing so, honor all the moms and all the aunts and all the grandmothers. Um, you know, so uh, you know, I, I, every year I've worn two ribbons, you know, for my mom. And, and it's unfortunately, sometimes as men, we only recognize, and this is, I shouldn't say this. I should be careful how I say this. 
some, unfortunately for me, maybe <laughs> as a man, I just want to lump all men in. Sometimes we, we, we only recognize things when they affect our families, right? And then all of a sudden we attached it to it, like, oh, wow, breast cancer, because it happened to my mom. And so I've tried to become cognizant of uh, things that affect women, things that affect other groups, things that affect kids that maybe don't affect my family, but how can I support those causes and be a part of the community? And so, um, you know, on the team where you look at like all these different guys from all these different places and we divide ourselves, offense, defense, young, old, white, black, you start talking about cancer and specifically breast cancer and guys across the room put their hands up. And what you find out is the worst day of my life and the worst day of my wife's life is also sometimes the same worst day of a lot of these guys get life when your mom calls and says, hey, I've been diagnosed with breast cancer. So it's just a way to unite us. And, um, you know, so that was that was all Julie's idea. Did you do anything different this year or this this, this week about addressing Oh, yeah. I mean, we um, we uh, we we I hate to say this because it's embarrassing to say, but we coached it better. <laughs> um, we coached it better. We sat down as a staff on Sunday and went through every single fumble, why they're happening, what, what are the commonality. A lot of them have been on, you know, just the center quarterback exchange. and um, But why they're happening, what can we do better? And then we just created drills based upon our body of work to help us. And so we've all, you know, we do ball security every day, but it the results weren't showing that we do ball security every day. So to me, um, you know, you don't change, you do things better. But if you do things better and it's still not showing up, then you have to change something. So we just changed the, the impact of the way we, you know, the drills that we're doing. And I, I hope it shows up uh, this Saturday. Sometimes they don't show up right away. Sometimes it takes a couple of weeks. But I feel good about our process this week that we really put our guys in a position to be successful. Because if, if we're having this many fumbles, if we're leading the nation in fumbles, then I'm, I, as the head coach, am not doing my job. Because no one wants to fumble. They're not careless fumbles. So we have to, we have to improve that. Pat, on the top of those pregame speeches, it seems like the fans have really enjoyed seeing those as they go out on the show. Um, are they in the moment for you? Do you pre-write them? Oh, no, no. I just, you know, I've had a couple people text me like, hey, what a great pregame speech. I remind everyone that we fumbled the opening kickoff not more than five minutes after that. <laughs> so it wasn't the greatest pregame speech, you know. And I mean, that's sincerely like, you know, to me, I, you know, I, Dr. Haskell here has done a, lot, done a lot of research and helped me a lot with just, um, you know, the things we do on game day, the, the videos, like the the effects on like your your chemistry of seeing yourself make good plays. Like, you know, we send out videos now to guys. We send out personalized videos to guys. Like watching yourself make plays can raise like your you know your body chemistry in, in a positive way, forty four percent. So I've changed a lot of things based upon that. And um, you know, I've never been a big like say it too much before the game. You know, but uh, I think you know um, if I feel something, I say it to the guys. If I don't, I don't. Um, you know, obviously that moment there with, you know, I wanted them to understand why, you know, I just don't want our guys to ever feel like we're just doing this to do a nice thing. Um, we're doing it because it means something. And so, but yeah, I certainly don't think about too much about what I'm going to say. Um, cause then it's not, it's not real. It's not coming from your heart. Right. It's, it's, um, yeah, I, I don't, you know, I try not to, I mean, I might have a point in my brain, but I, I just try to get up there and speak to the guys. So they always feel like it's authentic. Thanks guys. Thanks, coach. <clears throat>